Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to welcome everyone this morning to another beautiful, glorious live broadcast. My name is Isa Phillips. I came to allow wherever you are connecting or watching from this morning. I want to specially welcome you to this live broadcast. I want to believe God this morning to once again help us to further look into his heart, his mind. There are things the Spirit of God has continued to impress upon our hearts in this new season that we've been ushered into wherever you are this morning as you connect with us it is my prayer that the spirit of the lord will steer our hearts together to look again into what the spirit of god amen will have us understand as part of our movement towards that place of perfection in christ jesus well, uh, if you are connecting with us this morning, I want to believe that once again that uh, uh, the Spirit of God will grant us the ability to pray and of course to engage the mind of the Lord as we begin to deal with all the complex realities of our, of, of our day. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Sister Tina, for connecting this morning. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm starting a bit late this morning, but, uh, well, it's fine. It's, it's better late than never. I felt that I needed to do some things. And uh, this day, this, these days, is just like the time is no longer enough for me, but bless the Lord. I'm here. Even if it's just uh, half an hour that we can do this morning, then that's fine. All right, a couple of things that... Uh, uh, I believe that the Lord will have us look into. First of all, let us pray. Father, we honor you. We glorify you. We appreciate you, Lord, for your love and mass, your mercy and goodness. Thank you for waking us up and granting us a privilege once again to come, Lord, and be part of, yes, your prophetic activity in this brand new day. We appreciate you. We glorify your name. We present our lives to you this morning as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, for it is our reasonable service, O oh God. We cast down every thought and imagination, every high thing this morning that exalts his, 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 his counsel and desire above your will. We bring them down. We bring, we bring our soul, mind, and body to you. We ask, O oh God, that every faculty, every aspect of our being this morning, Lord, will bring pleasure and glory unto you. We thank you, O oh God, that in this brand new day that you are granting us better wisdom, understanding. You are granting us counsel. You are granting us, O oh God, the spirit of the revelation of your son. And we are coming into a better understanding of who we are because indeed the more we know him the more we know ourselves so we thank you and the more we are able to interact with our environment we thank you lord this morning once again that you will grant us grace wherever men are watching from this morning wherever people are connecting from Lord, this morning, or maybe afternoon, wherever they are connecting from, whatever the time zone, we pray in the name of Jesus that your spirit, Lord, will minister to their heart, to their lives, oh God. Help them this morning, oh God, to take that which your spirit is proclaiming and declaring, yes, to that place where their life becomes indeed relevant to your counsel. We bless you and we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, a couple of things I'd like to share with us. I'd like to, you know, really share with us this morning. I hopefully, uh, I'm not going to take so much of our time. I don't intend to. I don't intend to. I just want to, if you will, kind of uh, uh, um, 
further push in what the Spirit of God began to emphasize in our hearts yesterday. Yesterday, the Spirit of the Lord, you know, began to, of course, we've been looking at this for about two days now, how to advance in, in, the, in the context of the new season. And we're looking at avoiding, amen, certain mistakes. We're looking at, amen, uh, uh, how Noah, amen, you know, allowed himself to be, to be misled, to be misdirected, all right, you know, to be carried away from the path, from the directions and from the instructions of the spirit and i think that is something that we can go back and look into all right and and believe the lord amen not to make such a mistake and of course one way we can avoid mistake amen is to keep our mind abreast to amen the mistake of others all right if you know what others amen fell into if you know their mistake it's easy for one to go back and look at those things and try as much as possible not to allow those things amen to repeat themselves in our lives so we have been given amen an opportunity we read a scripture that i felt was very interesting yesterday that you know kind of gave us a context to what the lord amen is is is, is demanding of us you know this scripture kind of you know shed light into the demand of god the requirement of god for our day and i think that is something we cannot overemphasize. you know the nature of the days that we find ourselves all right uh, 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 in fact what i was thinking about this another scripture came to mind a scripture we all know and i'll just quickly like to open it you know i, I in fact i'd forgotten but the holy spirit just reminded me now hallelujah the lord is is worthy of praise ecclesiastes chapter 3 we all know that scripture in ecclesiastes let me see if i can quickly open it in my bible well i'm we're gonna look into uh, uh um i'm gonna look into you know first corinthians okay maybe i should quickly just do this let's go here thank you father I'm just going to quickly go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 on my, my computer. This was just something the Spirit of the Lord flashed to my spirit. You know, sometimes the Lord just flashes a word into your heart. And it's for you to, you know, to go and, and take responsibility, you know, of what the Lord, amen, you know, sh share with us, or sh you know, drop into your spirit. You know, th there are different ways God speaks to us. To me, sometimes when God speaks to me, it's just a thought. It just puts a thought there or flashes a word to me. Once I pick that word, I know that I need to run with it. I need to run with it. But if you if you forget, you know, because they, personally, I, I can easily forget, you know, a, a word or something the Lord said to me. And uh, I've noticed that that cost me a lot, you know, because, uh, you know, a book begins with sometimes a thought, just a word, uh, you know. And when you become responsible to the things of the spirit, you know, when God puts something in your heart or drop a scripture in your heart, you need to go there immediately and check it. All right. What, what am I doing? What am I saying this? I'm saying that for, you know, for the sake of our spiritual development, because that's part of all, all you know, what we're dealing with. All right. So, you know, while I was in the toilet, the Lord dropped that scripture in my spirit. So let us look into that scripture. It says to everything, Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one, to everything, to everything that is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. There is a season, amen, to everything. It says to everything there is a season and a time. So time and season, like I always say, the things of God, amen, are companion, all right? The things of God are companion-based. You they, they always work together, all right? You can't talk about you can't talk about freedom without talking about truth, all right? 
So that's how God things work, all right? If, if God is showing you one aspect, you've got to look for the other aspect. There's always complementary, amen? The things of God are complementary, all right? So times and season are, are, are not the same, amen, but they complement each other, all right? When the season, amen, when the due season comes, when the season of something comes, amen, time brings it into manifestation and times, amen, allow you to manage that season until, amen, that season elapses. Then you enter into a new season. That's just so, you know, clear for us to understand. All right. Our life, amen, are, unfold, are unfolding of seasons. Our life are unfoldings of seasons. And we looked at a scripture yesterday. Of course, I'm going to look at that scripture. And I think it's because of that scripture that the Lord dropped this scripture into my, into my heart. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The Bible says in verse 11, now these things happen to them. So there are things that happen to people. All right. Our life are made of events, are made of, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, situations, circumstance, you know, our lives are filled with people, you know, we, 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 we are people of, you know, of, 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 you know, if you will, migrants, we are migrants, all right, we are people of movements, all right, all of these things, you see, my life is made up of, you know, the places I've been, of course, where I was born, you know, who gave birth to me, you understand, how I grew up, all right, you know, the school I went, the, all of the things that defines Isaiah Phillips are all culminations of events, I, I hope you understand, events sometimes we may not be able to control, we don't have, you know, a, 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 a power to stop event, but, uh, but, if we learn to you know we learn to adjust and we learn to manage and understand amen why things happen to us why we are in certain places why certain things amen are allowed in our life when we're able to manage all of that you know via the values and the understanding of the spirit we become better people we become better people event can happen to people the same event can happen to two people one one person comes out a better person and the other comes out amen looking you know it's like the whole world has fallen on what all depends on how we have been nurtured or built up to see things all right now i'm just putting this in the context of the bible says these things happen to them these things happen to them as as examples some translation says the i think the old king james says as in samples it happens to them amen as example and we're written down you see so the things that happened to them the situation that happened to them amen became our own schoolmaster became our own you know tutors we must we must learn from those things that happened to them they, those things have become our own curriculums they have become our own classroom they've become places where we've got to sit and learn all right so we sit down today we're sitting and we're learning moses all right some time ago we sat down and we learned amen about something we learned about david we're still learning david because the bible says you know god is restoring the tabernacle of david so that the David must be amen, a, a, a school we must go to, amen. As we learn through Moses, we've got to learn, you know, you know, a, a Daniel. Yes, Daniel is another school. We've got to enroll ourselves in this seasons of the end. All right. The people, like I said some time ago, the people that close an age and those who opened an age, hallelujah, basically open a season, amen, are people we've got to study because there's something about their life, their character, amen, that gives us insight, that gives us, you know, understanding, that gives us. In, you know leeway amen into how to live our own life and succeed amen that's very very important so the bible says these things happen to them 
Like the things happening to us today must become school for our children. Amen. The things happening to me today, the th the, my environment, all of this. You see, your children are growing up, but you don't understand that they are watching. They are watching. It's going to be a curriculum amen, for them. So that when they grow up, they will either learn good things or bad things from the things that they are viewing. So the Bible says we need to be very careful. This thing happens to them as an example. An example is, all right, when you're trying to solve, you know, a, a problem, all right, it's difficult. So somebody gives you an example. So you follow the example. You know how to, you know how to, you know, you know, do the real thing. <laughs> yes. You, you, somebody gives you an example of how things work, all right? You can fix the reality. So these things have become, in their day, it was real. But to us today, they have become an example. So I can actually live my life in the context of studying Noah, amen, and, and know how to fix my life. I know how to do certain things, how to connect with certain things, amen, how to speak to my children, amen, how not to become, you know, rational, amen, in, in, my, in, my, in, my, in my proclamation, in my declaration, all right? Because that's what we're learning, amen. We've learned some very good things from Noah, amen, but now we're learning, amen, the other side. The scripture says, and, and, and you know, Noah woke up, amen, from, from his drink, you understand? And he, and, the, and he was told of the things that his son did, and he cursed him. This is a son that the Lord had already blessed, according to, uh, you know, uh, uh, verse, you know uh, uh, verse 1 of, you know, of chapter 9. God already blessed Noah and his sons. So Noah woke up from, from his own mistake, amen, and he looked for the victim. He looked for a victim. He looked for somebody, amen, to put the blame on. That that basically showed me, or you know, you know, uh, uh, reveals to me the same thing we, we we were tracked in Adam. Remember when God says, "Adam, what what have you done?" He said, "No, no, it's the woman you gave to me." We must become, amen, uh, uh, you know, a people that takes responsibility. We shouldn't be passing the buck. We shouldn't be, and that's why, you know, I always like to challenge my son. Every time there's something, you know, that goes wrong in the house, you know, my son is easy to want to blame the sister. I say, no, no, you don't want to do that, Samuel. You want to take responsibility. The fact that you're going to be punished for what you have done, accept it. Don't, don't push it on someone else. Because if you allow that attitude to grow up amen, in children, and I mean, that's just part of our own human nature. We all do it. I'm just using my son as an example. We all do it. You know what I'm saying? We all like to look for scapegoat. We always look, look for, you know, somebody to blame. You know, the reason why this is like that, the reason why I could not do that, the reason why I've, I failed, the reason why I could not. Listen, I grew up realizing that I cannot live my life blaming my past. I just come, came to a point. I began to own my own destiny. You've got to own your own destiny. You have to own it. God has given, given you a blueprint of how your life should pan out, regardless of how it was. Now you have come to light. Now you know, now they gave you an example. This is it. You, you say, I can't solve the mass. The, the, the mathematics is very difficult, but they've given you amen, an example of how to I don't know how to live. I don't know how to be a woman. I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know how to be a wife. They say, we've given you an example. I feel the spirit of God speaking this morning. Thank you, Father. Now this thing happened to them as an example. Are you reading? Are you seeing the scripture? I'm reading 1 Corinthians 10, 11. This thing happened to them. It happened to them. Certain things has happened to certain people for those things not to happen to us. We're tracking. We're interacting with the reality of the new day. 
If we're going to go forward, we have to know certain things. We have to understand. We have to. Amen. Don't tell me, well, I, I, I was never raised, you know, you know, uh, in the right, in the right way. You know, I, I didn't have a, you know, a, a mother to train me, to raise me well, to show me the right pattern of how to behave. Now they say, but you've given your life to Jesus. All that your parents could not do, all that your mother, your father could not do, all that that pastor, amen, could not do. Now you have the word of God. The word of God, hallelujah, is your schoolmaster the word of god is the place where i mean i can assure you 70 percent of the things that i know today i learned them in the word of god not from my earthly parents because i didn't have that luxury not from people around me amen i learned from the word of god and by observing people that's how i learned that's how i grew up I learned to develop myself by observing, by observing, just watching people and going to places and seeing things. And of course, you know, the greatest thing that happened to me was when I began to, you know, I began to read. I began to, wow, Lord Jesus, yes. I began to discover things. Unfortunately, many people want to live their life in a cocoon, in, you know, in just that little spot. Just li no, no. The scripture says, now, this is a warning to us. Now, this thing happened to them. And I'm connecting this to who, to who? Amen. To, to Noah. As we will connect it someday to another man. Remember when we, I mean, that teaching we did on Sam, Samson is a powerful material. You need to go back, amen, and look at those teachings. Because when, when a prophetic word, amen, has been proclaimed and declared, when a season has been declared upon your life, and they gave you 40 years, 40 years to grow, just like they gave Moses 40 years to grow up, you cannot, you cannot grow up and begin to goof around and begin to make mistakes. You have to, those 40 years are to correct the things that you taught, amen, have been corrected in the first day of your life. Remember, Moses grew up after 40 years. He thought he was ready. He thought the people should know that, amen, he is the leader to save them. And he, and he took it upon himself, amen, to, to, to intervene when they had not given him um, the grace and the, and, the, and the declaration to do it. And we saw he ran away 40 years. It was at the backside of the wilderness, amen. He, he learned to be a leader by shepherding sheep. Halalabayanda. He learned to be, he learned to be, he learned to prepare himself, amen, by, by leading sheep. And all of that is part of the program of God for our life. Many a times we think we are ready for certain things and the Lord says you are not ready. And they, they bring us to a test and we fail the test. And they say, well, you've got to, you've got to go back again. You've got to get yourself. Because they, they will continue to work upon our life. until we, And we have to understand what matters to God. You see, what matters to God is not the end result of your product, productivity. No, what matters to God is your preparation and, uh, and the sight you have about the process God reward the process than the product. You see, man is fixative on the product. Just want to see, wow, wow, wow. No, no, no. God is not interested in the product. You see, God is God. He can make anything happen. Just like this, he can make it happen. So when God, amen, allow you to go through certain things, it's because there are things he needed to correct in your life. That is where God takes pleasure. So these things happen to them as an example and were written down. You've got to, listen friends, you've got to value things that are written down. Come on Lord, speak to me. You've got to value things that are written down. You can learn the entire life, amen, of a man, of a nation, of a society by just reading a book. 
You've got to read and read the right thing. Not just read anything. Read the right thing. When you read, you expand your knowledge. When you read, you go to places. Hallelujah. You may never be. You may never, you may never go in your life. When you start reading. Amen. It shows. Listen, reading is part of the program of God for our life. God wants us to be good students of his word. He wants us to be good students of the things of life. He wants us to understand things. He wants us to know things. There are things, there are places I've never been to in my life, but I know about them. Yeah, I can speak confidently about America because I read about America. Amen. I know about America. I know about the society there. I know about their life. Amen. Before I came to this nation, I was reading about this nation. I know about the things going on in this nation. So when I came, it, I wasn't surprised. That's what reading does. It prepares you. You will speak as one with confidence, with knowledge, with understanding. Now, the greatest thing you can, you can ever do for your children, amen, is to teach them the ability to read. I teach my children, you've got to read. Because when you read, you go to places, hallelujah. You take a journey, amen. It's an adventure. When my children wake up, they finish praying. The next thing, they must read. They know they must read. You've got to read. You've got a culture. We need a culture that can read. We need amen, a society that can read. This thing happened, amen, as an example. And we're written down, we're written down. I'm just taking the word literally this morning. And we're written down as a warning. So if we don't know what I've been written down, are we not going to find ourselves in mistake? Yes, we're going to make mistake. We're going to be making mistake because the, the example, amen, how to, you know, you, know, you know, resolve the problem, how to solve the problem, how to, you know, uh, correct that situation is written down. But guess what? You never open the book. Revelation says that as long as the book is, is closed, there is what? There is weeping in heaven. <laughs> so if there was weeping in heaven, earlier, in eternity past, when they were tracking and showing us amen, how men ought to engage life on earth, the Bible says, and there was weeping in heaven because the book was sealed, the book was closed until the Lamb says, weep no more. Hallelujah. I am worthy to open the, the, the book. We need a generation that can no longer fight the issue of racism because people are, are not exposed to knowledge. We've got to read. We've got to teach our children, hallelujah, to read. We've got to read ourselves. Written down. They were written down. Written down. There's a reason why, amen, God gave us this word. Think about it. You know, growing up, I discovered, as, you know, as a young pastor, when I used to listen to some men of God, you know, back in those days, they were the charismatic guys. You know, the Kenneth Copeland of this world, the Kenneth Hagin, right? and the Jerry Savelle, and the, you know, so many of them. Uh, um, this other man now that I used to love to read is Materia, uh, Lester Summerall. You know, I, I used to read a lot of, you know, those, because, I mean, I grew up among, you know, the charismatic community until the Lord, you know, began to you know, lead my heart on the journey. And I began to come across materials of Watch My Knee, Witness Knee, and uh, uh, E.W. Kenyon, and so many others. And I'm like, wow, all my Christian life, uh, nobody have ever taught me all of these things. Suddenly, my it's like my eyes <laughs> were popped open. I mean, and that was good for, I mean, I was excited. Just reading, I, mean, I could remember sleeping, you know, you know, I sleep with what my knees book when I wake up in the morning. When I finish praying, reading my Bible, I take that book again. That became like my textbook. And I immense my life. I just want to know. Guess what? Because the things, the things these people have written down, amen, have been done through the shed blood, through the sacrifice of their own life. They've been through places. God have, God, I mean, somebody, I mean, it's like you coming across some of my materials now. I mean, when you read those things, you are reading my life because my life is what is written down. 
Those materials, amen, are experienced. I mean, there's, there's a material we, 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 we did, the one on prayer, amen. Rediscovering prayer and all of that. That material took me close to 13 years to put together 13 good years. I was, you know, sharing with somebody. I said, this material, you know, I've been writing this material for 13 years. This person said, what, what is there in the material? I said, well, you have to discover it for yourself. You see, you only value amen, a material when you understand amen, what you're looking for. If you're not looking for anything, information, you know, people will pay everything they've got just for an information because they know the information is power. We're written down. We're written down. God is a God, hallelujah, who believes in the power of knowledge, power of information. They keep things for us. Somebody says, you know, it is the glory of God, amen, to conceal a matter. It is the glory of kings, amen, to search it out. We, we must become kings in our day, hallelujah. The ability to search out things, to find out things, to see behind. You see, I don't like to deal with surface things. When I write, when I speak, I like to go deep. I like to go to the core. I like to go behind the veil. I like to remove the curtain so that we can see what is behind. That's why sometimes some people don't understand my material. What is he talking about? They can't, because you can only read, amen, to the degree you understand. And if you're not searching, if you're not, if you're not aware of your ignorance, when you see a material that is beyond your capacity, you will discard it. You will, you will call it names. You will push it aside. You will say, ah, what is this? You know, what is this, amen, is related to you don't know. So it's humility that you need. You need to humble yourself. Say, I need to. They say, teach us how to pray. As John taught his disciple, there are things we need to be taught. And that's why we're dealing with these things. That's why we're tracking this thing. There are things we need to be taught for us to excel in the next unveiling seasons of God for our life. We need to understand. Amen. Here is a man who succeeded powerfully. He built an ark. He was able, amen, to carry his family. Amen. God led him through, amen, the sea, the the, the, the journey they were there covered hallelujah he built this thing only for the next season amen for him to come out and start interacting with life to start making mistake that's not something to take lightly that's not something to point a finger start blaming him we're not blaming him we are learning from him Amen, friends. We are learning. We are tracking. Amen. We want to be better humans. We want to be better saints. We want to be more mature. Hallelujah. Remember, the key word is we are moving. We are coming into the full mature state in Christ. That's where we are coming to. Amen. We know Christ in measure. Hallelujah. And therefore, our position of understanding of the things of the Spirit are in measure. Amen. Some of us have not even begun. Some, some people have laid the foundation. Some have allowed God to start building. Amen. Some frames. Amen. Some have allowed God. Amen. To start you know adding certain values into that which he has built as a frame of of this house that is building as moses was faithful in the house of god so was christ but christ was discovered to be more faithful in the house of god who we are we have to allow the constructions of the spirit of god amen to express itself in our life we know christ in measure so the more hungry you are of the things of the spirit, the more deeper, the more higher you go in the things of the spirit. The Paul said that we may know the height, the breadth, the length, the width. Come on. Those are the measures of the things of the spirit. Things of the spirit have got height. They've got measure. Hallelujah. They've got, they've got, they've got length. Amen. That we may understand all of the full reality. We want to come to, amen, the, the, the concept, amen, of the faith that we're giving to our fathers. We want to come into the full reality, amen, of what is called the culmination, amen, of the ages. 
He said, that's why I'm speaking with such urgency and passion. Because if we miss this season, we will repeat the class again. We don't want to repeat the class. Amen. We want to advance. We want to move on. Hallelujah. We want to move on. That even if there is a delay, we want our lambs to continue to burn. And we want to be awakened as, as we hear the voice of the trumpet. In fact, we don't want to go into sleep. We want to be on the watch. Hallelujah. We want to be part of them. Hallelujah. Who blows the trumpet when the master returns. When the bridegroom comes. Amen. We want to be ready. Blessed is the master. Blessed is that servant. Who's when the master comes. He find him so. Hallelujah. Watching. We want to be, a, we want to be alive. We want to be awake. You can be sleeping and yet you are awake. Have you noticed the spirit never sleep? The body, the body needs to rest. But the spirit don't need to, to, to rest. The spirit rests in the presence of God. That's a word for you. Your body can rest, but your spirit don't, don't rest. The resting point of, amen, of the spirit is in the presence of God. Once, listen, once the, your spirit, once your spirit has been brought home, has been brought home, what's home? Where's home? Home is Christ. <laughs> once your spirit, amen, is in Christ, your spirit is in a perpetual rest. Your spirit lives in a perpetual Sabbath. Sabbath is not a day. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a period in a week. It's a state of a spiritual life. Amen. Christ has brought us to Sabbath. And when we remain in Sabbath, ah, we will function effectively. Your spirit is supposed to function within the rest of Christ. But your soul, your body, amen. You use, you use the energy of your body daily. So that's why in the night you get tired. In the night I get tired. You know? I'm a very early hour person. I'm not a night person. In the night I want to sleep. The Lord give his beloved sleep. Except there's something that I need to do. If I, if I don't have anything to do, I like to go to bed 10 o'clock. Finish. I'm not a late person. <laughs> and that is, everybody must, you must know how your body functions, how your body works. You understand? 3 a.m. I'm awake. That's just me. It's been like that for, for years. <laughs> You've got to know how you're, some people, you know, they are night people. I'm not a night person. If you tell me things in the night, I may just forget I'm, because my brain is shutting down. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said there's something I need to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? We, we're tracking all of this so that we don't get to the point where we're taking amen for granted. The Bible says, now these things happen to them as, 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 as example and we're written. They, you see, they didn't just leave it as an example. They, they took a note. They write it down. Say, write this thing down. When they gave a prophetic word to Jeremiah, the king, the king tore it, he threw it in the fire. God gave Jeremiah another one and said, write it down, go get the scribe, write it down. Why? Because the next generation must learn from it. That's why we write things down. That's why we write things down. That's why we, 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 we document things. It's for the sake of the next generation. That's what defines history. If you don't write your own history, guess what? Somebody will impose their own history on you. Oh, come on, friends. One of the problems that we're having today in the world, all of this issue of race, there are there are history that we're not told, amen, about the about the black, you know, the you know the, the black, you know, society, the black community, the black people. Do you know that they were they were scientists, all right, uh, among you know uh, uh, the blacks in the? I mean, I'm talking about the early centuries. They were they were black scientists, black scientists. But today when you talk about science, oh no, 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 it's all white, you see. These are the disparities that we're dealing with. So we have to know how to document things. Thank God you live in a day where there is technology. So if you can't document, speak them, speak them into something. All right? Type them into your device. Put them somewhere. 
right, be tracking. Let your children, you know, I was thinking about that someday. Let your children have their own notes. Notes, notes they're putting down about their life, about the things they're discovering, about their day. You have to do that. Let's not just live our life loosely. We're tracking something, friends. I know, I know I'm pushing you this morning as the Lord is pushing me. Yes, these things happen to them, happen to them. Things will happen to you, but you've got to know why they happen to you. You're not a victim of things. Hallelujah. We learn from things. We correct things. We adjust things. Hallelujah. For the sake of the next generation. What am I saying? If we track, hallelujah, the mistake of Noah, our children will not have to fall into the same mess. That's the point that I'm making this morning. We have to correct things in our own life. Amen. For their sake. Jesus said, I sanctify myself that they might be sanctified. God gave me that word while I was a pastor. Jesus sanctified himself. So I said, okay, my condition of sanctification affects those who are following me, who I'm pastoring. Wow. Okay, Lord. <laughs> so, you know, certain things, I, I don't just do them because of myself. I do them because of the people following me. That's a ministry of a good shepherd. And, and I'm not saying that every time I get it right, sometimes I fail. <laughs> but guess what? At least I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. If you're connected to the spirit of Isaiah, Something about Isaiah flows into your life. So I have to keep this flow pure and holy and righteous. I try as much as possible to do that. All right? So that what is flowing into your life, amen, is based on the spirit of holiness and sanctification. These things happen to them as an example and were written down as warning for us. Unto whom? To whom? The fulfillment of the ages. We looked at that word yesterday. The fulfillment of the ages has come upon that's 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 heavy that's heavy what a responsibility laid upon our shoulder in this new day the bible says the government shall lay shall, shall rest upon his shoulder amen the priesthood that we are entering is a priesthood of responsibility Hallelujah. The priesthood that we have entered is a priesthood of responsibility. Not a priesthood, amen, that is limited to one side, to one, you know, a narrative. No, we've got to carry everyone. All the, all the tribes must be carried. Six years, six years. All the tribes must be carried upon our heart and upon our shoulder. We must be the burden bearers, amen, of society. We want to see society change? It starts with us. It starts from us. The Bible says all of these things happen to them as an example and we're written down as warning for us on whom the fulfillment. Are you hearing this friends? The fulfillment. So we have entered into a day where there is a fulfillment, a season, amen, God fulfilled, amen, some months back and they ushered us into a new, into a new day. Amen. How do we know that a season has come to an end when we see, amen, the, the, the redemptive power of God begin to, amen, manifest or we see the judgment of God, amen, escalate to a dimension, amen, that is, that is, that, amen, that, that causes people to fall on their knees, that causes blind people to say, Lord, have mercy on me. And that was what we, we, we experienced, amen, a few months back, amen, with the issues of the corona and all of that, yes. And we're still seeing the ripple and the impact, amen, on all of that. So we are still within, amen, the twilight, hallelujah, of, of the new day. The day after judgment, hallelujah, is a new beginning. The day after judgment, judgment is redemption the day after judgment is starting over again so basically we are starting off we're starting something again in the lord but this start is not like you know you start from zero we're starting from a new level that will continue to advance us further remember our journey is proceeding towards a place in christ but we are not just journeying alone we're carrying amen a people along 
I thought about a word this morning, you know, I'm not just trying to be sarcastic, but, but I just thought about this one. Do you know when the children of Israel left, you know, the house of bondage, when they left Egypt? Do you know that there are some Egyptians that also left? You know, and, and I was thinking about that in the context of, you know, the issues of you know, the Black Lives Matters. Some Egyptians realized that, wait a minute, these guys, the Lord, God is with them. This, these people have been chosen. They left their citizenship. They left their nationality. They left Egypt to follow the Israelites. And the Bible talk about them. The Bible talk about the strangers among you, the foreigners among you. Come on. Yeah, some of them follow for, you know, whatever, whatever reason. But we know that some of them follow because they love the, the, the Israelites. Some of them have been married to them. You understand? They've intermarried. All kinds of things. But the, the reality is, amen, not only the children of Israel left Egypt. Amen. Even the Egyptians left Egypt. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We have to have a sight to track where God is moving. Even when it seems as if we don't understand where we're going. But let's follow. So, when I connect this, alright, this scripture, I'm not done with it. Verse 12 says, verse 12 of that scripture says, So the one, listen to this, because that's what we're looking at. This is the context. Remember, whenever we teach, whenever we look into God's word, we have to look into the word of God from context or else, amen, we will do things out of context. And that means that the enemy will take advantage, amen, of our ignorance or our, or our stupidity. I'm sorry to say, but that's just the truth. The enemy always likes to take advantage of something that we miss, something that we didn't see, amen. You, we, 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 some, some of us are committing the sin of omission. We didn't see it. We didn't understand it that's why you need somebody to teach you to expose you to show you amen they said how can they know without the teacher you know god, god looked at all of the things that would change humanity he said i'm gonna give the world fivefold ministry all right that's not just for the church when the church changes society changes he said for the equipping of the saints that the sin may, may be released to the world to transform their world so you can see amen our our job amen is an essential job for those who are looking, you know, uh, for, to government to recognize them, to recognize the church as, you know, the, the men of God as essential workers in South Africa, where you've got it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, the scripture says, the, the scripture says, so the one who thinks he is standing. Amen. Now, let me take everything from verse uh, 11 so you can have a context. Now, this thing happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us. On whom the fulfillment of the ages, I, I can't get over this word, on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come, it has come, not that it will come, it's coming, it is here. Verse 12 then give us the context. So the one who thinks he is standing firm, so the one who, is think, who thinks he is standing firm should be careful not to fall. I like the translation that says, lest he falls. So the one who thinks, what is the key word there? You think, you think, you assume. And sometimes assumption becomes a strong position of belief. And that's where the issue earlier of even the, what we're dealing with in terms of racism deals with. Have you noticed that the issue is not about the life? The issue of racism is not about the black life matters. It's about the perception it's about the perception. It's about perception. All right? We can say all life matters, but black life matter less. It's about perception. And like I said, this perception, amen, has been, has been coming from, you know, a wrong theology. 
that was that was you know that was preached from the word of God. That there are certain people from this concept of Noah that we are looking into. Well, God, God made certain people all right to be more important. God blessed certain people. God had placed certain people all right to rule over all right, you know, other people. These are the wrong theologies, all right, that has been peddled for centuries that was not corrected. I know some people try to correct it. But if you're going to change the issues, amen, of race and correct it, amen, and deal with the issues, amen, that, that is ravaging and destroying society today, we have to deal with the issues of the wrong theology. Wrong theology. You see, theology is what builds false doctrine. And when, once false doctrine is not corrected, it becomes part of life. Just like some people believe that when they get married, they own their wife. You don't own your wife. She's not a thing that you own. Marriage is not something that you own. But people have this idea that, well, this is when the Bible says, you know, a man shall cleave, you know, to his wife. They, no, no. The Bible never gave us a, a, a point or a position where they say the woman, amen, is owned by the man. Excuse me. The, 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 the man owns a woman. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. So we have to go back to the word of God. We need apostles. We need amen, men who have understanding amen, of the ways of God, of the word of God, to help us look again into the word of God and give us clear interpretation. One of the, one of the powers amen, that promoted apartheid amen, was the wrong theology. You know, that, that, that the white race amen, are more superior than the blacks. Come on. And that in fact, it is a prophetic word amen, that God gave a prophetic word that the white will rule over the black. That's, that's that's a false theology. But guess what? These churches that preach this theology, they are still very much among us. And they're still running wild. <laughs> they're still preaching their thing. While they may not preach that again, because of course, today we know that uh, uh, the, the, the nation is politically free. But, but guess what? The ideology and the perception is still there. I remember coming to this community, bringing all the grace that God has given to me, trying to help the community. A white brother said to me, we don't care where you come from. We are not going to allow this in this community. I showed them, I gave them a blueprint of what I want to do to help Franjuk. On a table like this, I showed them because they wanted to see. So I, I, people were, you know, some of the whites were looking and said, wow, is that, this is good. This is good. This man stood up and said, we're not going to, we don't know you. We're not going to allow this here. We only know Archie. We only know Archie. Archie is a pastor here. We only know Archie. We are never going to allow you here. He's a, he's a white Buddha man in, in, in this community. So what am I saying? I'm saying it's a issue of perception. If the perception is not corrected, because there's a perception that the black man knows nothing. That even if you're a black preacher, you know nothing. You have no understanding. So it's not about just a color. If you're fighting the issue of color and you're fighting and you're, we're dealing with racism from a position of color, we're not even dealing with the thing. We've got to deal with the perspective, the perspective, the wrong idea. Because listen, today racism has become subjective. It's not, it's not a subject, it's just subjective. We've got to deal with all. If we can't deal with it, and guess what? Two people can deal with it. The church and the government. The fact that you even begin to suggest or, or promote an idea that sound you looking down, you 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 suggesting an idea of looking down on somebody else because of their color of skin or how they speak or where they come from, that itself should be punishable. You should pay a fine on that. You see, when we begin to do that, they will begin to correct. Because listen to this. We can all give a law and say this and this and this and this. Because people still look at you the way they want to look at you. 
If you still go to the farm, amen, those people living in the farm, amen, are still perpetuating racism, amen. The person, the black person walking on the field are not seen as just somebody walking there. They see them as somebody that they own, that they can control. You know, oh yeah, I know people don't like to hear things like this, but who cares? We're talking about the God of justice here. This is what we're dealing with. Because this same lie, amen, this same lie that we're talking about, amen, is what people, you know, latch on to go out there and say, but it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's never in the Bible. And the fact that something's in the Bible does not mean that, amen, it is correct. In the Bible, we have things that are correct and we have things that are not correct. The reason why they put the incorrect there is for us to know so that when we see it in operation, we know that ah, that's, not in, that's, that's not correct because the Bible says, amen, it's not correct. That's why I love the word of God. See, the word of God is never by us. The word of God will give you everything, the good side, the bad side, the ugly side. They will give you everything. That you need a teacher. That's why if we have a wrong teacher and the teacher's the wrong thing, they destroy society. That's a power of teaching. The person who teach you defines you, defines your belief, defines your perception. The church in South Africa needs to be reformed, needs to be transformed. So is the church in America. And of course, the church in, in Africa, like I said today in, in, in one of my posts, all right, the issue of, of tribalism is as worse as the issue of racism. So this is not just about whites against the black. It's also about blacks against black. Tribalism. What am I dealing with? We're dealing with the entire context amen, of the new day. Because, listen, all of this thing will continue to boil. If we don't speak about it, if we don't let the people know the truth, God is a God of justice. In justice, you don't hide one lie. All right? You don't overblow one truth, amen, and leave the other side. No, when, when there's justice, you've got to bring all the facts. You've got to bring all the truth. You've got to bring all the side. Then we decide. That's how it works. So we don't want to walk in the position of assumption. To everything that is a time and a season. This is a time where certain things need to be corrected in our own life, in our homes, in our family, in our community, hallelujah, in our nation, amen, within our governments. How we perceive, how we look at things, how we understand things, amen, needs to be adjusted and needs to be corrected. Of course, through the lens view of God's word, the undiluted word of God. We need a Christ, we need a Christocentric view to life. In Christ, there are neither Jew, not, not Gentiles, amen. You know, uh, Greeks, not, not barbarians. In Christ, we have all become one. But that position of becoming one has to be crystal clear. We have to preach that, amen, with all truth, with all understanding, amen. And not, and not preach it, but we're, you know, tilting towards one side. You know, you know, truth can be a weapon. When you take a strand of truth, it can be a, a weapon that enslaves people. When you take a strand of truth, that strand of truth can be a weapon. People can weaponize a strand of truth. That's why nobody preaches the truth, amen, out of context. Because somebody said, well, it's in the, in, the, in the Bible. Oh, I love it when God speaks like this. So, the one who thinks, that's the context. The one who thinks, let's, let's move away from assumption. The assumption of, of, of our brother, Noah, cost him a great deal. That's why I said yesterday, when they bring us into newness, we have to come to God with that childlike faith. The Bible says, I said we become like a child. We cannot, what? Enter. 
So the childlike, you know, faith allow us to have access into the next reality of God's intention for our life. We come like one that is blind. We want to know. We want to understand. We want to, we want to be able to you know, connect with the heart of God for the, for the new day. I know that in the past you did great things. The Bible says, amen, in, in the land of Bethel, there was, a, there, was a, there was an old prophet. It means that this guy was once relevant. Amen. He's a prophet. But the context is, is old. <laughs> Can you understand this? There was an old prophet. That when, when new came, he did not transit into new. He refused, hallelujah, to be poured into another sister. He refused to be poured into another wine skin. So they called him an old prophet. You can be an old teacher. In your workplace, amen, you can be old. Things you used to do nine months ago, ten months ago, and you succeed. They bring the same thing to you and you are failing. Why? Because you did not understand the transition and you did not embrace the principle, amen, of moving from where you are to the next reality of the divine intentions of God. So you are now deemed as old. He said, but I know this job. You know the job, but you did not pick, amen, the shift in season. That after, amen, six months, in, in the past six, you know, months of, 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 of earth dwellers, something shifted. The same thing you used to do, the same thing you, you know, the same people you know, suddenly you'd realize that what's going on? This thing is not working the way I used to, you know. Like Samson said, I will shake myself the way I used to. And Bible says, and Samson did not know. That's the key word. When we are unaware, when we lose sight, when we lose sight and become, you know, uh, 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 we lost consciousness, amen, of the transitions, of the movement of God, of the speakings of God, you fell asleep, hallelujah, and you never woke up into the new reality. So they, they defined you to be an old prophet. You're still a prophet, but you are, you are a prophet, amen, that has been defined and, and, and relegated, amen, to the definition called old it doesn't mean that you're old in age no 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 nobody's talking about old you know being old, old in age we're not talking about age we're talking about amen being old in terms of not being able to enter the new the new the new the new yeah that's what makes us old that's what makes us old the the, the new amen earlier the new compels the old to be old when, the Bible says when the new comes, we discard the old. When the new comes, we know better. Now we see, hallelujah, dimly as in a glass. But as they take us to a better reality of the new, hallelujah, we come into amen, a better understanding. Therefore, that which we used to hold, we used to amen, you know, embrace and celebrate, we no longer celebrate it. Because something better has come, something greater has come, something more authentic has come. We have been shifted. That's the definition of shift. Shift means something new came. And you are forced to adjust. But well, you, you're still standing within the old mindset of, you know, uh, how you used to succeed in your old position. How you used to engage in your old position. You know, how people used to bow to you and celebrate you. And, you know, you love it. <laughs> that was Job. 
You know, one of the definitions of how God allowed Job to be tested, it was he, he allowed his position, amen, as one who intercedes, amen, for his children and who had succeeded greatly, all right, to get into his head. If you look, if you read the account of Job, he said, I used to wash my, my feet in butter. When I speak, everybody listens to me. You know, Job, 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 Job seemed to be insinuating a dimension of pride. <laughs> And I guess if you ask me, this is my own personal, you know, interpretation. I believe that's the reason why God allowed, you know, you know, Lucifer to test him. And they brought him to nothing. Bringing us to nothing, amen, is a place in God. Halalabashiamda. When God brings you to nothing, it's not, it's not, it's not degrading you. No, no. He, he wants to elevate you. When God wants to elevate us, it brings us to nothing. When God wants to do a new thing in the life of somebody, amen, they drain you, amen. They, they, they suck every life out of you, hallelujah. They bring you to ground zero because they want to build something massive upon your life, hallelujah. See, we've got to understand the way the spirit of, of God works in our life. Whenever I come to a position in my life where everything looks dead, everything looks dry, I know that something is about to happen in my life in the next season. So I'm, I'm very sighted of that season. That's not the time to be running around. That's not the time to be looking for help. That's not the time to be, you know, <laughs> you, you're looking for self-deliverance. No, that is time to embrace that day. You embrace it. You embrace the silence of God in your life. You embrace, amen, your, your, your state of darkness. You embrace, Alia, your state of emptiness. You embrace, Alia, your praying, but is like, God, <laughs> are you still there? You embrace that. And all you need to do in that, in fact, in most cases, you don't need to say anything. Just stay there and just keep saying, Father, thank you. Lord, I bless you. And this one will pass. And this season will pass. You stay there. When they come for you, ah, you will soar in a new level. That's the story of an eagle. You will soar in a new height, in a new dimension. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew. If you can't wait upon the Lord, there's no renewal of your strength. I said a few days ago, strength represents vision. It is, it is, it is strength, hallelujah. That, that gives us the ability to soar, to remain, to abide, to engage. When everybody's running around, they're collapsing. And people are falling. And people are falling into all kinds of, you know, irrational decisions. You stand, you abide. You abide like an oak tree. You abide like a palm tree. You stay there. Hallelujah. You wait. You're waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is a position, amen, of, of God empowering you with his own strength. So, the one who thinks, who thinks, that's why the issues of the days that we're living, amen, is the issue of engaging the soul, engaging the faculties of our soul. When we pray, we pray from a higher understanding. We're not praying from a position where our soul is captured and being manipulated, amen, like, you know, like, like, like you control, amen, your, your, your channel with your remote control, that, that, that's the life of some, some of us, all right, the devil just like, he, he controls us, he uses circumstances to control us, <laughs> all right, why we think we've got everything in control, you know, but there's one remoting us, no, you've got to take charge, let him who think, you don't want to think, you want to understand, you want to know, we, in this season in time, we don't want to assume. When we assume, hallelujah, it causes the next generation. 
when we assume we make bad choices, when we assume, friends, hallelujah, we make bad investment, when we assume, amen, we, we, we step out of time, when we assume we move out of time, when we assume, hallelujah, we, we do things that we are not asked to, 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 to do. Moses assumed 40 years was added to his life. <laughs> 40 years of training was added again to his life. I've always tell people, it's never about ministry. It's about you. There's no ministry without humans. Have you noticed that? So, the ministry is not what God is interested in. It's the person. <laughs> it's the person. When God finds a man, <laughs> when God finds a man that is ready for him, in three and a half years, the person will finish the work. People think effective ministry is how long you've been in ministry. No. It's how long they've been working on you. <laughs> it's how long they've been working on you. It's how long you've allowed them, hallelujah, to walk in your life. To walk in your life. To drill you. You see, when, when we're pursuing things for people to see, that itself is a manifestation of insecurity. You see, people who have dealt with the, the issue of insecurity, hallelujah, Listen, to be quiet, to be at rest, to say nothing, they know that that's ministry. <laughs> One said, I will be quick to go tell King David that his enemies, that they said, don't go, he said, I will go. He, he went, he ran. What happened? They killed him. <laughs> you see, it is the Lord who calls for what he needs. At, at, at intervals of, the, of his season in our life. To everything we're ready. Let's go back to that scripture again. To everything. To everything that is a season. And a time for every. Did you see every purpose? That's why I said purpose is not sterile. Purpose is not static. <laughs> and I don't know, let me not say what I want to say. But that's just the truth. Purpose is not static. Because, amen, our life is designed in movement. We are moving towards a place, towards a, a, a person. So at every, in, at, at every interval of our life, there are things they allow us to do. And some of those things may look so big in the eyes of men. Wow, this guy built a church. He built an auditorium. He built this school. They built this thing. Ah, that, is, that is part of the unfolding of a season. When the season of, of that whatever you have built elapses, you've got to leave it behind and go on with the Lord. <laughs> you've got to go on with the Lord. Or, or else the things that you have built that have given you a sense of prestige and pride, amen, and, 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 and a sense of arrival and success becomes an idol. What is it that a man has received that has not been given to him? Why do we behave as if we did not receive it? Until, we, until the church wakes up to realize, amen, that we are the inheritance of God. And our life, hallelujah, is seeking to inherit him. We will be captured by the things that our hands have produced. No, that is the problem, amen, of Noah. We're tracking Noah. The things his hand produced became his downfall. Became his downfall. You see, it's one of the things we've got to deal with in the nature in the nature of the fall. That when we get successful in things, that we don't we don't unnecessarily build an altar around that thing. 
and call everybody, you know, to come watch. I love, I love those who, who, who do. Let me not go in that direction. But are you getting what I'm trying to say? We've got, we've got to learn how to manage failure as we learn how to manage success. They're both the same. If you don't know how to manage success and you've learned to manage failure, you are still a failure. If you, have, if you have not learned to manage failure, but you've learned to manage success, you're still a failure. You've got to learn to manage the two. As we learn to manage failure, it's the same way we must learn to manage success. In fact, you have to learn to manage success more than how you manage failure. You know, failure, you have nothing to lose. It's easy to learn things, but it's difficult to learn when you're very successful. Because there's an I, there's this belief, there's this idea that you have arrived. You, I mean, see what our hands are built. See, that's what that, that was the demise of the Nigerian church. A powerful church. Ah, I, I don't think there was a church in, in the continent of Africa. And I can dare to say across the world that is that is as powerful as the Nigerian church. This that church made me. See, who you, who you seeing today is a product of that, that church. But that church got to a point where his own success became his demise. It fell. It fell into the same pit of his own success. And I see that happening today here in South Africa. Because when you're pursuing, you see, when you have failed for too long and you come into success, there's every tendency, all right, for you to build your life around that success. It's like, it's like a woman that has been barren for many years and suddenly get, you know, finally get a son, you know, get a daughter. I mean, that child becomes your world. I've seen that with a lot of people. And that is the greatest mistake they make. To the point that they begin to pamper that child and spoil that child. What's supposed to be amen, an expression uh, expressions of joy is now becoming ah, an issue of sorrow and uh, if, I, if only I'd know, a mistake. You never love a thing to the point that you can no longer see the blind spot. You can no longer see, amen, your, the mistakes and see the failures. I love my children to the degree that I can see their failures and I can challenge it and correct them. Never fall into the, into the lie of the enemy. But when you see something in the life of those you love or the people or the things you have done and you just turn your face away because you can't take it. You can't, you can't take their scream. You can't take their cry. Huh? You better let them cry now so they can laugh tomorrow. Are you getting the point that I'm making, friends? Ah, Father, I, I just, I, I stand in awe of you the way you can speak to us. There's another scripture that I, I really want to, I want us to look into how far we've gone. All right, it's just, just an hour. Let's, let's do another 10 minutes because I'm not sure if my battery will be able to carry me. Let's do another 10 minutes and then we'll be, we'll be done for this morning. What a day. What a glorious day. Thank you all for connecting this morning. May God continue to bless you. May he continue to impart your heart, your, your mind, your soul, your spirit with the truth. May, he, may you be awakened into, yes, into this new day. May the dawning of this new day bring you into a position of readiness that you are dressed ready for this day. That you're not captured. That you are, the day does not cramp on you unawares. That you are dressed ready for service. That your heart is yearning and longing. That your mind is pursuing 
that your that your 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 passion is longing for the things of heaven. You're crying for God more than ever before. Our redemption is nearer than when we first believe. Our eyes must be focused, amen, on him that is coming. The kingdom is nearer to us more than ever before. Don't fix your eyes on things that are seen. Let your mind be stayed on the Lord. Let your heart, amen, keep, amen, focusing on that which the Spirit of God is proclaiming and doing. After all, at the end of the day, it is what the Spirit of God says that carries the day. Have you noticed that the things that we can see, they are but for a season. They fade away. We do not invest in that which is fading away. Our, our investment is in that which, amen, is eternal. <laughs> we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So we must know how to live life. We must know how to dress ourselves. We must carry bags, amen, that cannot, be, can, that cannot wax old. That cannot be, you know, that cannot be, that cannot be stolen. We must keep, keep our eyes, amen, on eternal things. We must, and it, this is something we have to do daily. You have to daily, amen, you know, wake yourself, adjust yourself to the eternal things. Whatever you're doing must carry eternal value. Whatever you're doing must carry eternal value. You say, are you saying that my workplace, I can actually do things? Of course, your entire life, amen, must be a reflection of eternity. That's why the Bible says, whatever you do, whatever your, your, your hand, you know, does, do it as unto the Lord. Everything is galvanizing towards the place of the end. All things will be restored in Christ. That's, that's, the, that's the reality of the day. Whatever, wherever, your marriage, your children, your job, your career, your business, your friends, amen. Whatever you're doing must be done, amen, unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. From that context of life, you see, you will live in that order. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, the kingdom of God is righteousness, right standing, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You are not captured, amen, by the system of the world, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Let him who think he stands. That's a lie. When you think you're standing, take heed lest it falls. And all of that, amen, speaks into all of the things that happened to them were written down. All of the things that happened to them were example and were written down for us to learn from them. For us to learn from them. Upon whom the culminations, amen, the fulfillment of the ages has come upon. Can you see the weightiness of the day that we live in? That's why it seems as if we have been hard pressed on every side. It's like we're going to collapse. No, you're not going to collapse. You're going to stand. You're going to stand because the foundation upon, 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 upon whom you're standing is Christ, is the rock that you're standing. The Bible says he's the rock of all ages. <laughs> Even in the age, hallelujah, of the AI, amen, the artificial intelligence, in the age where all right, things are going to be speaking like gods, <laughs> in the days where you're going to be wondering that a, a machine's going to take over my job, in that same day, you will be standing. So fear not, little flocks, for it is the desire of your father to give you the kingdom. These are they that have gone out to meet with him who is coming. We have to understand where we are, who we are, where we have been placed and positioned in this brand new day. 
We are not of them, hallelujah, that, that turns back to petition. No, we are of them whose eyes are set on Zion for the joy that was set before him. He endured. It's time to endure, friends. You stand by enduring when you stand for values. This is how you're going to raise your children. This is how you're going to live your life. This is how, amen. Listen, you've got to start to think outside the box. You have to start to begin to process certain, certain beliefs, certain ideologies. I said, you know, in, in the beginning of our teaching some time back, I said, imagine God gave Noah this powerful construction of this gigantic structure of a ship. You better understand, God doesn't think small when it comes to your redemption. <laughs> God doesn't think small when it comes to the issues of your redemption. Money is just another tool. Money is a tool, amen, for the redemption of creation. So if we have money, we know what money is. Just like when the powers of darkness have money, they know what they can do with money. They're using money to accelerate, to accelerate their, 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 their philosophy, their beliefs. So is it that when we have hold of money, is it because money basically is a legal tender in the earth? When Imagine somebody like me now having five billion. Oh my good God. <laughs> Just think of what I'm... The kingdom of darkness will be, will be screaming. They'll be crying. You know, when money enters in the in the hand of certain people, the devil the devil will be mad because he knows that with money, money becomes you know a defense. Like the Bible says, money is a defense. What do you do? The defense means it's warfare. It's warfare. People don't understand this. We don't run after money, but when we when God decides to find us as you know as His economy in the earth. And say, I have found you faithful. Here is three talents. Here is two talents. Here is one. That you don't take that one because you sample it and you go bury it. No. You go trade with it in the marketplace. We have to engage systems. We have to compel certain people to bow the knees to the power hallelujah, of the authority of, of, of mammon. Bible says, listen to this. Bible says, Bible says you get you better make friends with, with you know with 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 you know with with people of mammon with those who have money. You say make friends with them. You've got to look at things in context. Somebody will take that same scripture and and you know and put it upside down. We need we need money. You know I don't talk about money, but we, not that I don't believe in it. I thought people what money is, how to use money to advance the kingdom of God. Unfortunately, the, you know, the Islamic world, you know, Muslim, they understand how to use money to advance their cause. The church does not understand it. The church is very blind. Very blind to the issues of money. But guess what? A generation must arise because God is going to, you know, invest. It's part of the resource of heaven. Money is, is, is the least of the economy of God, but it's part of the economy of God. Yeah, because an economy enhances something. Economy brings development. Yeah. Economy allows advancement. Economy al allows for you know for for you know for for growth. E economy allows for security. You know you've got to understand the entire the entirety the entire structure when we talk about the economy of God. The economy of God is not is not built around money. It's not money. But anything that is a resource, anything that can enhance, anything that can push forward, anything that will allow, amen, is things to grow, to increase, to advance in the earth, whatever it is. It's part of the economy of God. And if money can be used, so be it. 
All of the things that I'm using here are part of the economy of this house, of this studio. Imagine I want to do all of this. I don't have a laptop before me. I don't have, you know, light. I don't have a good microphone. You know, all of this. Uh, how, how would I be able to communicate the things that I'm talking about? You, you, you get the, the point. You don't say because we don't want to talk about money. So, uh, we, uh, uh, so what happens to you hearing the word of God effectively? What happens to spreading the gospel across the world? What happens to amen, discipling the nations? How do you go to nations? You think you're going to be using uh, Philip transport all over the place? Yes, we can use that in some places. But in the places that we need to fly, we need to fly. In the place we need to, you know, you know, you know, you know, ride there, we have to ride there. Whatever it is. And guess what? If somebody is going to, if you're going to need a service of somebody, you need to pay them for the service. Basically, that's what money is for. And to get it, you have to learn certain qualities. You have, you have to learn certain things. You've got to be able to get certain things done. You understand? So we, we've got to understand the holistic realities of the days that we live in. So we're not going to allow the enemy to push us to one side. Just because some people have perverted the idea of money. And then we say, oh, no, no, we're not going to talk about money. No, we will talk about it in the context hallelujah, of the economy of the kingdom. Whatever anybody wants to think, they can think. But that's their own idea. That's, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't affect me. As long as I am faithful, committed, hallelujah, to the cause of the kingdom. <laughs> are you getting friends? So, we are in a day where we are learning. What am I saying? Why did I bring that out? I mean, God gave Noah this vision. And this vision demands a, a construction of a massive, of a massive ship. That they say is, amen, is as big as a football, you know, as one football field, amen, joined with half. That's how this thing is. That's, that's the size of this thing. Three-story building. God has been, God has been, God has been resourcing people with ideas. Before men begin to wake up and say, we want to build God knows what for ourselves. That was how God delivered, you know, Noah and the family of eight. From a place he is willing to destroy. Are you getting the point that I'm making? That ark is not something dangling in the spirit. It was a physical ark. It was real. They were wood. They were all, in fact, God told him the material he must use. Some of those materials, Noah bought them. Excuse me. How did Noah got the money to buy them? He didn't go prophesy and start speaking in tongues yeah, to the wood seller and say, Lababo Shianda, he give me wood there in the name of the Lord. <laughs> Are you getting the point that I'm making this morning, friends? Money is a defense. And we've got to learn how to manage the resource of God. The resource of God is first us as our heart. That's the first resource. Our heart is the resource of God. Our heart, the heart of man, amen. If your heart is corrupt, everything that that heart produces, that that, that, that heart, amen, expresses is corrupt. God can use it. God can use it. So our heart, our life, our hands must be first to God. Our eyes, ears, all of that must. You see, once you know that, nothing moves you. Nothing, nothing. The enemy cannot find anything to corrupt. You see, for the devil to destroy people, he must look for something to corrupt first in them. There must be something. There must be an opening. There must be a leeway. Hallelujah. There must be, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? There must be something corrupt. <laughs> the Bible says the prince of this world came and found nothing in me. Yes. 
That's why, amen, they had to take us through certain process. They had to, Moses thought he was ready. They said, no, there's something we see in your life that if we don't correct this thing in the wilderness, the enemy is going to use this thing to abort the process of God. They plunge him into the wilderness. Yes. That's why you're where you are right now. You know, that prayer you're praying, God. Now they say, no, no, you've got to stay there. There's still something that we've got to fix. They're not fixing it, you know, and looking at time and say, oh, no, no, time. You, you, oh, time is running out. No, in the things of God, time does not run out. Amen. Time is dependent on your obedience, amen, to yield, to surrender, to submit. You know, Jesus was a good, you know, a, 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 a responder to the things of God. That's why the job took him three and a half years. You understand? Uh, his preparation took him 18 years thereabout. Amen. He finished the job quickly. Why we stay so long in the place in certain things is because uh, today we believe, tomorrow, <laughs> I'm not sure. To, today we, yes, we're going to, uh, tomorrow. You know, we, we, we always wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, and then that define and determine if we're going to be happy with the things of God, we're, we're not going to be, if we're going to pray, we're not going to, come on, God cannot depend on inconsistent people. Our inconsistency is costing creation, nations. We have to understand, are we for this? That's the, that's the issue of the economy of God. When we were defining the, the, you know, the, the, the meaning of economy, the, the what economy means, amen, that you are committed, that you are faithful, amen, in carrying out a service, uh, that you're committed, that you're faithful in managing something. That's the word. You're a good manager. You don't take advantage. You are there. You're always there. You're committed. You're faithful. It is required in stewardship, amen, that a man, that a person be found faithful. Faithful. You are faithful to the cause. Say, I'm faithful to the cause of the kingdom. I know sometimes I fail, but my heart is, my heart is made up. I've chosen my path. I've chosen my path. I don't have any second you know, uh, 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 opinion. I don't have any second thing that I want to do. If you, if you take me from where I am right now, you put me in America tomorrow, I will still be doing the same thing. I will still be declaring the same message. It's not going to change. You take me back to Nigeria tomorrow, I will still be doing what I'm doing today. I will still be on this platform. It's not going to change. You understand? I'm, I'm, this is not, you know, uh, 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 just do this for a while and then jump. No, no, no. God will give me grace, money. I will have a big up, you know, you know, uh, 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 you know what they call it now. A studio to advance the purpose of God. This is the platform, amen, of engaging the demons of the end, end of days. This is the platform, hallelujah. And whatever we, we must do to keep this, this frequency alive, we've got to do it. We have to do it. To everything, there is a season. And a time to every every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot. It's time to uproot things that are not, you know, a, a, a part of God's program for this new day. We uproot them. No matter how good they were in the past, they're past. They're no longer useful. They're not relevant for this brand new day. We don't want to be relegated to the position of the old prophet. Like I said, it's not about age. It's about his inability, amen, to transit, to be poured into the new day, to move 
Hallelujah. Some people have become so rigid. No, 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 no. Oh, we'll take our stand. No, 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 no. What's this new thing they're talking about? <laughs> I'm not going to move. You're going to die there. Because the wind of God will pass you by. They will pass you by. And things are passing us. They're passing. You're, you're watching how, you know, the wind of the, of the saints are just passing. You just feel them pass by. You, you wonder, where are they? You can't feel them. You, you, rather, you feel them, but you can't see them. They're passing. They're passing. You know, you don't want to be looking. No, you don't want to be a spectator. You want to also be moving. The Bible says that, that who, who is born of God, that which is born of God. It's like a wind. We are moving. We can't be stopped. They can't kill this thing. We're moving. We're going. We're going to meet with him. We're coming to the place called the perfected beauty. The place of perfected beauty is called Zion. We have left, hallelujah, Mount Oreb. We have left Mount Sinai. We have left, amen, all the six mountains. We are pressing towards the seventh day of the Lord. We are moving to the seventh mountain. And as we move, amen, we'll be affecting things in the earth. We'll be touching things in the earth. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be making demand on government, hallelujah. We'll be casting down things. We'll be uprooting things, amen. We are planting things for those who are coming. We are moving. The Bible says before them, hallelujah, is the garden of Eden. Behind them is a desolate wilderness. We're moving. We're pressing on. We're moving, we're pressing on. We're moving, we're pressing on. We're moving, we're pressing on. We're not giving up. We're moving, we're pressing on. We're pressing in. We're pressing in every day. We're learning. We're picking, amen, the signals of the Spirit. We're picking the demand of God. Hallelujah. We're, we're, we're allowing, amen, fire to continue to burn, amen, on that altar. If, if Noah had allowed fire to continue on that altar, hallelujah, I'm sure he would not have gotten so drunk to the place he woke up and cursed his own son. Come on. We're learning from that, amen, that will keep the fire. The Bible says the fire on the altar, the fire is to give us clarity direction the fire amen is to keep our spirit our soul awakened to the frequency of heaven the fire on the altar is to constantly amen burn the flesh the fat of our life amen so that it is not of us but all of him jesus said i must increase and you must decrease when we allow that fire to continue to burn we don't wake up one morning just because we plant a vineyard <laughs> and we begin to drink amen of the wine and we get drunk no we will never get to the place hallelujah of stupor god wants us to to taste amen to eat of the of the fruit of our hand but not for those things to consume us unto the point amen where our achievement amen became a state of drunk so we continue that's why we daily bring ourselves to the lord you see when you don't pray for three, four, five days, six days, you don't read the word of God for a week, guess what? Pride will be empowered. Pride will be empowered. It's just the issue. Listen to this. We will be dealing with the issues, amen, of the of the of the of the soul life till Jesus comes. Until, amen, this thing is finally consumed by the life of the spirit. Because listen to this. If you say, Well, 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 well I did this thing yesterday, you know, two days ago. Wow, God came down. <laughs> Bible says God came down. Amen. Every day at the cool of the of the cool of the day in the garden, God was coming down. Amen. Every time, Amen, there is an interaction in the spirit of Adam, Amen, to the things of heaven. God comes down, Amen. There was a there was a clear flow. Have you noticed that something happened between Amen the coming of the coming down of God and the enemy interjecting, Amen, that moment where he, he came and spoke to to Eve. <laughs> I'm sure the Lord was coming and the Lord, what's going on down there. You know, if, if I was if I was God, I would have intervened. I would have just said, hey, say that why no no no. He already placed the man there. <laughs> Let me see what my son will do in this situation. 
I can imagine all the angels. I can imagine the Father. I can imagine the Holy Spirit. Everyone say, hey, Adam, what are you doing? Speak. <laughs> They're all looking. Yes, that's God for you. Have you noticed that God will allow us to fall into sin? To fall into things? Yes. Why? Because he's already given us the power. Our issue is the, the inability to utilize. To utilize. We can't utilize what we don't understand. If you don't know that God has given you power over sin, power over your body, power over circumstance. If you don't know that, guess what? The devil will use people, use the circumstance. We use whatever around you to finish you. But if you know that there is nothing, Jesus said, you think you can kill me? No, I lay my life down willingly. <laughs> Nobody takes this life from me. It's a choice that I've made. That is where we overcome. That's the position of victory. When you know that heaven has given you a choice and you know what to do with the choice. So you don't come to the point where uh, let him that think, you're not thinking. No, you know you're standing. You're standing but you're in fire. You're standing but you don't, you, you don't have. You're standing but everything looks contrary. You're standing. Yes, standing does not mean that everything is going to work out immediately for you. No, standing means, amen, that you're not compromising. Amen. Standing means that they're throwing you in the fire, amen, and the Lord allowed it. Amen. Just for him to show up in the fire. Come on. Let's not develop a mindset of running from things. No, it mustn't come. No, no, no. David understood that the Lord was with him. Therefore, he engaged. We honor you, Father. What a day. What a word. What a motivation this morning. What a time in the spirit. What an epoch you bring, you've brought us to. We celebrate you, Father, this day. We rejoice in you. Thank you, Lord, for this truth. Your truth is like a hammer. It breaks, it shatters, it, it pisses that which is not of you. Thank you, Lord, for your truth this morning that has gone forth. We will stand. You say, I haven't done all to stand. Stand, therefore, with your loins gathered with the belt of truth. Yes, Father. We bless you this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you have clothed us as you undress us from yesterday. You are clothing us with the reality, with the relevancy of, yes, your, your voice for this new day. Uh, we want to wear your voice for this new day. So as we go forth this morning, we will go in the power of this might. We'll go in the power of this truth. We will overcome. We will, we will succeed. We will trample upon serpents and scorpions. Uh, Lord, we thank you that we will, we, will, we will go forth like a wind that cannot be seen but can be felt. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy, your truth. Thank you for your love, your eternal love that allow us to see things in the purity of your heart. We thank you this morning. Uh, our position this morning is for your kingdom we are on the side of your kingdom like they said we are for you david son of jesse father we proclaim this morning we are for your son jesus christ we make our choice this morning that we're on the we're on the side of truth we're on the side of justice we are on the side of righteousness righteousness exalts a nation sin is a reproach we refuse the reproach of sin in our lives and in our community, in our, in our space, we thank you this morning for your victory, for your victory, 
We enter into it. We rejoice in it. This morning, we bless you. Thank you, Father, for everyone that has joined us this morning to be part of this broadcast. I pray for them, O oh God. Continue to uphold them in truth, in righteousness. Let your wisdom continue to build them, O oh God. Let your resource of the revelation of your son continue to imprint upon their heart life, newness, grace. May they drink, O oh God, of the wine of your spirit this morning, O oh God, that they may go forth representing your intention. May the oil of your spirit be poured upon them, O oh God, breaking and destroying every yoke, but yet separating them, O oh God, for this new day priesthood. A priesthood born after the order of our Lord Jesus Christ, reflecting the nature and the character of Melchizedek in the earth. We thank you. We honor your holy name that your spirit will continue to lead us to that glorious and a better day. As we journey forth in light, oh God, we will understand all of the spectrums, all of the speakings, all of the colors of your spirit in our day, that we will not be relegated behind, but we will see things through your eyes. We honor you. We glorify you. Make increase, oh God, continue to be our portion. May you continue to bless, oh God, my brethren. May you continue to bless my brothers and my sister. May you continue to furnish them, oh God, with your goodness, love, and mercy. May your favor, oh God, go with them this morning. May they rule, oh God, in Babylon. May they rule, oh God, yes, in Egypt. May your glory, Father, be revealed in their life. May they be carriers of this truth. May they preach the everlasting gospel. May they disciple their community for you. Yes, we thank you, Lord. We will hear the voice of creation. We will respond accordingly. We thank you, Lord, this morning that creation shall be redeemed, saved for the glory, to the glory of your name. Thank you, Jesus. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. Blessed be your name. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have come in your nature we come in your power we have come in your truth and we proclaim this morning that we release baraka upon the earth we release your blessing upon the earth yeah we declare let their waters be blessed let their homes be blessed let their family be blessed we bless those who curse us in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. We bless you. We glorify your name. Hallelujah to your name this morning. We thank you. Oh, hallelujah. We bless our nation. We bless our continent. We bless this generation. May a new people arise, oh God, who will carry forth your righteousness and proclaim your truth. Hallelujah. Righteousness is springing forth. Your glory is pouring forth like rain. Your voice is being amplified across the nooks and crannies of the earth. We thank you. We proclaim truth in the highways and in the byways. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you everyone this morning. Thank you so very much for joining us. I really appreciate your connection this morning. Wherever you're connecting from, wherever you are watching us from, like I said, these days we don't see the names of people connecting with us. All right, But thank you everyone for joining us this morning. 
may God continue to strengthen and empower you. May his goodness continue to overshadow you. May his, may his favor continue to lead you. May you continue to walk upon the high high places. May you continue to run, amen, and not be weary. May you walk and not faint. May his grace continue to, yes, flow into your life like a river. May you reflect his intention and desire. May his prophetic will for your life become yea and amen. May nothing stop you from, yes, fulfilling God's plan and purpose for this day. This is the day of the Lord. May you walk, amen, in the power of his goodness. God bless you. I appreciate you and I pray that the Lord, amen, will continue to uphold you. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you. Bye-bye.